So uh, we kind of decided amongst ourselves to speak first about works that have influenced our work or that we're passionate about and are meaningful to us and our work. So I'm going to read something first because I'm a much better speaker than I, a writer than I am a speaker and I always leave things out. So if you'll bear with me, I'm going to read you uh, <coughs> this and then show you images of and talk a little bit about them. Uh, the, I, I had trouble because this, I feel I have so many influences from going way back and there's so many artist works that have been so meaningful to me and collectives. Okay, <coughs> so uh, I've lived through many changes in perceptions of what art is and for whom, how it can be commodified like in the art world so-called, um, which is capitalist, and uh, how art can be used, but how art can be used as a powerful tool of social mobilization for justice. Um, art now is posters, graffiti, street art on walls and buildings, knitting, installations and performances in public spaces, all of which uh, take over public space and make it ours. Um, today when there are so many more artists, activists involved in struggles through different patterns of collective organizing, as part of the global community of activists, we can only rejoice. We are much better equipped to speak truth to power and reach others more than ever, and we're needed more than ever. And yeah, the, I'll leave it at that. So the first slide, the first image I want to show you is uh, Goya, who did um, a series of etchings. This is in the early 19th century that described the, it's called the, um, the disasters of war. And they're very f powerful and they're also very contemporary in a way that maybe most art of that time seems is, is different for us. And I find it very powerful. And I, I, I kind of used those images, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I was inspired by those images to do a lot of work that I did about the genocide of Guatemalans, both as an installation as, and as prints. Um, <clears throat> this is work done by John Hartfield, who lived in, um, who was German and, and um, uh, had to leave Germany when, once the Nazis came to power. But before that, he did a lot of work uh, um, critical of the Nazis. Um, and he kind of invented, I think, probably one of the first people anyway to use the uh, photo montage where he cut up, you know, photographic images and put them together as a strong image, okay. Um, <clears throat> this is work by Ben Sean, who, uh, <clears throat> an American who, he did uh, posters, he did a lot of graphic work, uh, book covers and so on, that were about what was happening at the time in America during the, the Great Depression and the, the um, <clears throat> Um, the Dust Bowl, you can see uh, the the poster <coughs> on the left, and um, it was a time of a more enlightened America where where uh, FDR, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, like um, w had certain programs that involved artists that working in social justice, and the other I I like to use text a lot in my work, so. Um, the, the other images of, uh, it's about Sacco and Vanzetti, it was a famous case in the 20s in America where two uh, 
working class Italian immigrants were accused of a murder that they didn't do, but they were executed. So a very cause celeb in the whole world. Uh, this is um, an example of a street artist in Brazil who, who protesting the, I, I, I'm not sure whether it was, it was a, a World Cup in, in Brazil, so the, the, and it was all on the streets, a lot of, and other artists participated too, so protest against, uh, you know, in, in the light of the extreme poverty of uh, most people of Brazil, that they were spending all this money for the game. Um, this is a, this is an aerial photo that you're seeing, but it's, it's of um, some French artists made it, and it was placed on a field. It was a huge, huge image, so that it could be seen by drones above, and it was saying, you know, don't, don't kill us, we're children. And I just like this image very much. I think it's very um, powerful, very poignant uh, statement about environmental degradation. So it's just a random thing that I showed. And this is um, um, in, I think, Damascus, uh, where a group of artists just gathered all the, the charge and destruction caused by bombs and, and put together this mural to, to make a statement about, uh, you know, in the face of all this horror, uh, make a beautiful wall. Um, this is, um, these are from um, a project of people in Pointe Charles. They made a very huge, long, long mural that you can see the length of it sort of almost in one of the, in the, one of the top images. And what's really interesting and inspiring about that is that it was done by, by people who live in Point St. Charles who are activists or want to be involved, but <clears throat> none of them would have called themselves artists, but they, and, and it took a long time planning years of like a, maybe a year of meetings and so on and figuring out what images they want and so on. And, um, uh, they carried it off. It was amazing, and uh, I like this image. It's it's, it's um, like self-explanatory. It's it's um, you know a uh, very common phenomenon: the the prison industry, as opposed to the neglect in in education. Um, and this is our dear friend Zola. <laughs> I wanted to show that too. I mean, it's it's just emblematic of of how people um, like Zola, other other street artists are, are taking over the streets and uh, making them ours. So this is um, work I've I've done a series of of prints. Um, it's hard to read. I should have. <laughs> Do you, do you want me to read it for you? Yeah, if you can. It, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's it's called Oceans of Bodies. I'll, I'll explain it. Like it's it's a <coughs> it's a text by um, Jenna Browner, a young American woman. It's called Bodies of Water. It's a long essay. It's very beautiful. If you want to, I can tell you more about it after if you want. But I took this quote. I asked her if I could make use it in a print because I'm I'm doing a, a series of prints. Uh, some of the images, mostly not, most of them are just embossment, where embossment means you, you print something without ink, and, and it's usually text, and the, the, the force of the, the role of the, of the, what do you call it? The press, um, 
you know, forces the letters into the paper so they're a little below the surface. So, and in order to read them, you need you need to see them in light. And it's all, I like to make people work a bit too. So, um, it sort of becomes it, it's a metaphor for absence, disappearance. Um, you know the 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 phenomena that. Well, let me. I'll read I, you this. I can, I can read it. Okay. Um, okay. The oceans are full of bodies. This is nothing new. The currents are imbricated with the century-old ghosts of the transatlantic slave trade, the genocide of millions of Africans, the acceptable loss in the conversion of people into commodities. At Cape Horn, the particles of African ghosts mingle with the fragments of Chilean and Ar Argentinian disappeared and whisper together of endemic violence. They are joined by the bodies of refugees turned away from shore taken by the sea at the behest of state policy. Uh, the waters speak out the necro-political creation of disposable classes that are subject to vanishing. Disappearance is not just a euphemism for state murder. It is intrinsic to capitalism's need for the disposable classes. So uh, I started with this one, which is about the 43 uh, Mexican students who were um, kidnapped and uh, and murdered by <clears throat> by the Mexican government, the army, the drug lords wh who are all in cahoots and uh, it was a it was an amazing um, catalyst to galvanize people to in Mexico and all over the world to to protest uh, because it's n it's not a single event it happens all the time in Mexico and in a lot of Latin American countries. And uh, you can't see it, but at the bottom I have uh, Ayatza Napa written, and at the top the disappeared. So like I'm trying to like the use that the metaphor where <clears throat> you know of of embossment as a a metaphor for for disappearance for as, as she says all the capitalism capitalism's need uh, endemic need for disappeared people. And that's that's one that's it's a desaparecidos. Um, okay, and this one I, is a, a smaller one that I, <coughs> which has that part of the quote in it. And I think you can see it better now. Right? Um, this is a part of a lino series that I did, and it was in the prison, prisoners' certain days calendar, and it's. Uh, part of a series I've done on Guatemala prints. Um, I'm I'm a member of Popir in um, in in the Southwest, which is an organization that works on um, social housing for low low income people um, and against gentrification, which is happening <laughs> in in Saint Henri is everywhere. Um, and I I. They put out a publication like every three, four months, and I do a column for it called People's History of Montreal, which sort of take off from Howard Zinn's People's History of the USA. So it explores various issues like slavery in Canada, in Upper and Lower Canada, um, labor strikes, and so on. And it's um, the idea is to um, expose those histories that we never learn about not in school and or people don't know about. Um, 
and I decided I, I would make the, them into posters, so they're around the city. And so this is a project I want to do work on next and uh, ask people's help for, because I want to make a, <clears throat> a metro map that is only names of deserving women, radical women, labor organizers, um, artists, writers, uh, heroines, and so on, uh, from past, present, in, in Quebec. So that's my one of my coming projects. And what else do I have? Oh yeah. So now we're. This is. So this is now. Now I'm talking about. Um, this is the third. The the question of, you know, what is political art? What is, um, and. There is the art world, which is, which is, um, maybe I'll read a bit. Um, it's capitalist in model. It valorizes, you know, a very few artists. It sells their work for, you know, ex ex astronomically high prices. It's, it's, it's business and, uh, w uh, and corruption and banks are involved and it's all <coughs> dictated to by you know, uh, museum directors, gallery owners, um, uh, uh, curators, and so on. And um, what's interesting, if we want to talk about, you know, what is political art, that, um, well, like as if everything in capitalism, <clears throat> there's always a new fashion. And right now it's very fashionable to to do political art, I mean art that's seen in grand museums and so on, um, and political art, artists are valorized. So, um, go back, go back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question is, this art, you know, which is shown in the official art world, um, which is so corrupt, and it, it you know, begs the question, who sees this and who is it made for? And where is it displayed? And all those questions. Um, so a good example is, is a, a very famous Chinese artist called Ai Weiwei. Um, and he, um, there was a, an event in Berlin, what it was. it was. Anyway, it was something to do, it was a big a, a social event in a concert hall. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the Cinema for Peace Gala. And what he did was take, um, what do you call those things? Life jackets that he said he picked up on the shores of Greece, but they look really new to me, so I, I'm, I'm skeptical. And he decorated the columns of this concert hall with them. Um, and then uh, the people who came to this event were, you know, all art stars and uh, movie stars and so on and rich and wealthy people and what he did was he <coughs> which I find really obscene is he gave those you see they're covered with this and th those sheets of whatever they are are used to put on people who are rescued from the waters to keep and they, they keep them warm and and um, prevent hypothermia hypothermia uh, and yet, here are these lovely people <coughs> um, taking what selfies. selfies. See what I mean? 
uh, <coughs> of themselves at this gala event. It's really obscene. The next one is of Ai Weiwei on a shore in Greece, where he's taking the posture of that little child. We've all seen this picture of the drowned child on the shores. And he's um, <laughs> laid down himself and had a picture taken of himself, um, which I think is like really gross and disgusting. Um, this is, um, the top picture is of, uh, it hasn't been built yet, but it's a museum uh, that is supposed to be built in Abu Dhabi. It's um, a Guggenheim Museum, and there's several all over the world. Um, you know, and they're designed by very um, big, big name architects and so on. Um, and there's a problem um, because the laborers are migrant workers. They have to pay an extraordinary amount of money to get the job. They're maltreated, they're um, underpaid. And there's a group uh, called Labor Gulf, which is an international group of artists who have ha been holding protests at the Guggenheim in New York. So that's what you see at the bottom. And it went, you know, I don't know if you've been in the Guggenheim, but it there's a stairway that winds, and so they've been throwing down leaflets too from the. <coughs> and the Guggenheim, as they were at first negotiating with them, but then the Guggenheim broke off negotiations with them. They were they were trying to negotiate a decent jobs, decent pay, and so on and conditions for the workers there, but the Guggenheim has cut them off. Um, the other thing is that there's a lot of this building going on there, and um, m very m the conditions are very unsafe. So several hundred, I read 400 workers have already died there. So uh, that's an example of artists kind of <coughs> mobilizing to prevent this kind of thing. Is that all? I think, I think that's all. Oh, there's one more thing. <coughs> An example of you know, what we call sanctioned art or, you know, art in, this is, um, this is a piece, it's called Mine, and it was, I saw it, it was in the in power, power, power plant in, in Toronto. And what, it's a, done by a group of artists, and what they did was um, evacuate a, a shallow space in the actual floor of the, of the gallery, and then fill it with dirt and rocks, and, um, it's called mine. So um, this is what a, a critic wrote about it, which I totally, totally agree with. Um, it's a, done by a, a Mexico, Mexico City collective. Um, it's a simple, largely predictable gesture, leaving the curatorial text to grab onto the double meaning of the title, like mine and a mine. Um, and unconvincingly invokes issues of indigenous rights. Um, how Terceran uh, Quinto, that's the name of the group, who to my knowledge have never evinced any sustained engagement with Canada's or Mexico's indigenous people and are now dabbling in questions of indigenous and land rights it, and it goes unexplained. It's, a, it's glib at best 
damaging at worst, a small mercies, verse, uh, viewers are not asked to participate. I, I would contrast that with what can be called engaged art, which is situated in real struggles and sees its art production as part of those struggles. So we can talk about what kind of art in terms of why it is made and for whom, who makes it, who sees it, where is it seen, and in what context. So I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Thank you.